future-proofing your organization with Lean. The series consists of interviews with a number of Leading Edge Group practitioners who will share some of their insights into Lean best practices and how your organization can sustain the benefits of Lean over the long term. There is no better time to transform and future-proof your business with Lean, especially given the ongoing impacts of COVID-19 and an uncertain global economic outlook. Many organizations have embarked on change and Lean transformation programs with significant success. In this regard, we will also talk to leading client practitioners on how they have managed the transition and discuss the challenges and issues they have faced during their Lean journey. On today's episode of Future Proofing Your Organization with Lean, we are glad to be joined by Barry O'Brien, Senior Consultant with Leading Edge Group. Barry, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast series. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about your own background, your experience with Lean, and your current role working with Leading Edge Group. Thanks for having me, Clodagh. Um, and what was particularly interesting in, in, in participating on this particular podcast uh, with the likes of small, medium enterprises and even the micro enterprises. Uh, I have a great affinity for small, small businesses. There's, in the last census, there's nearly a quarter of a million businesses in Ireland that are small, medium enterprises, and they employ 968,000 people. So it's quite a substantial amount of the workforce. I have my own experience with Lean, about 20 years practicing Lean, and uh, started being trained as a Six Sigma black belt. Um, but I've pretty much in my whole career, I've worked for small enterprises, um, you know, where I can make a more tangible input into, into areas where, you know, there is um, not the same level of people or skill set where you have to be more generalist, you have to be able to jump in at different areas. It's given me a very broad based background on how, um, how different companies work. And I've brought that experience into my work with Leading Edge because uh, the small medium enterprises is something I feel quite passionately about. I, I'm from a small town in the west of Ireland in Kilrush. Um, I'm tri- came in, uh, I was brought up, my parents as a small farmer and uh, I'm living back here in Kilrush with my family. So small towns, small medium enterprises, there's a massive amount of, of, of businesses and work outside of the big multinationals. And I feel really passionately about it. And I think that these guys um, have a real wealth of ability and experience that mightn't always be get the sexy headlines, doesn't always get, you know, the, the kind of kudos that it should do, because there is an awful lot of very, very good and intelligent, creative people working in these small businesses. There's an awful lot of talent and an awful lot of resources there that can be harnessed. What do businesses like that need to begin on a lean journey? And, and what would your advice be to somebody who's looking to embark on that? In the last four years that I've worked with Leading Edge, um, I've I, I participated with the local enterprise office in Clare and supported them on their, their lean programs. And they've had a lot of companies come into them and businesses come into them looking for support in the lean enterprise. And they found that the blended type of learning where it's it's a mix of the, the one-to-many type uh, classroom uh, just imparting on the general tools and then the one-to-one mentoring where I go on site, get down into the nuts and bolts of how that business works. 
and start to identify where they're create where they're not creating value, where they're having their waste issues. Going back to the principles of lean, um, these these guys have have all got exceptional skill set. Every small business in Ireland has started and brought itself up, uh, especially the micro enterprises, the ones that are supported by by the local enterprise offices. These guys are all absolutely exceptional at doing something. Maybe it's a multiple of things, but they're all in brilliant at doing something. Like I've learned so much going out to these guys from the likes of going to cheese makers, um, the, you know, online selling, knitters, um, all of these guys, they're exceptional at something. But necessity out of that is they're, they're probably so skilled in one thing that they don't have the bandwidth to be able to do some of the more general things with businesses. And when you've taken a business that's grown out of a passion, they've learned to do their one thing really, really well, and they've kind of just got by in some of the others. So some of those guys are exceptional at the craft stuff, but maybe not on the business side. They probably have poor processes on how they do their invoicing or how they do their purchasing. Or maybe they're not good with managing staff or, or maybe they're not good at inventory control. That's what when the benefit of going in from the lean point of view is we go in. I have to make sure that I don't cut the creativity and don't hurt the, the business piece that's really, really working effectively and how they do it. But yes, identify where they can develop their business. Coming back to your question, what's the thing that they need the most? Um, there's, there's, I, I've experienced with the local enterprise offices, experienced broad spectrum, some of which we've had great successes and some of which we haven't had a lot of success. And I would say that the key thing on this is engagement by the business owner. Um, some, of the, some people come along and they really, really want to, to do the program, but they don't feel that they have the bandwidth or the time to step out of their day-to-day -day business. And they kind of treat it as I've sat in on the training and your man is coming now and sure that's it. I, I have to give him a half a day. And then once he's gone, I'm just going to go back to the day to day work. And, and that's where I feel we, we've kind of missed on a couple of occasions that uh, the business owner or, or the people they've assigned to it haven't fully bought in and haven't engaged and haven't seen the benefits, whereas we've had some huge successes where people have transformed their business and how they do their business. And of these guys, the one result on all of those kind of final closeout meetings with those guys, they've all said, every single one of them, massive amount of headspace, massive amount of pressure off them that they feel now that they can go and they can delegate tasks because it's been systematic. Uh, a lot of the projects are based around the back office things. As I said, it's not the day-to-day -day operational side of it. I'm not going to go into um, a guy who makes cheese and tell him how he should make his cheese. He's obviously built his product. He's built his business about how he builds his product and how he sells it. But maybe there's other things that he's not good at that I can help on. And that's where we've seen some key engagement with people and some key benefits with people. The key part of it is getting the business owner bought into the whole principles of lean, identifying what's the benefits that can be for them, 
And then they have to decide whether they need to implement it or not. They might be quite happy not to implement it, uh, and that's fine too. Uh, but if they really want to do the, the kind of the transformational piece on their business where they put in their systems, their knowledge transfer, all those kind of things, then engagement by the business owner is the key piece. So Barry, could you tell us a little bit about what benefits and opportunities it specifically offers to small and medium-sized enterprises, and, and particularly around the context of COVID-19 and the challenges that that's thrown up in the last year? Yeah, COVID-19 has been, how will I put it, interesting for an awful lot of businesses. And I, I, I've been in the middle of dealing with a lot of clients around some of the challenges that they faced. Uh, in some cases, some businesses have been wiped out to you know 10% of what their business was. And in some cases, they've had massive opportunities where they have been so snowed under with orders that they're finding it hard to keep up. It's been very, very challenging. But the key part of Lean is about identifying where wastes happen and identifying where the value lies. And what we've seen in some cases is because of the issues with staff shortages and getting staff back from uh, temporary layoffs or you know isolating and um, that there's been an awful lot of business owners have, have, have had to go back to the cold face and they've used that some of those have used that as an, as an opportunity to learn uh, uh, more about their business and about you know they may have done something 10 years ago and assumed that the people that came in after them and came in after them and then as there is a bit of staff churn that has still been done the same way and it's been quite amazing for some of them to find that it hasn't uh, and they're using it as that opportunity but as we said uh, earlier the the key part uh, of what i'm seeing in a lot of these places is they're all really good at the operational side of it um but it's the back end pieces where the time things happen for a lot of businesses this is where you know when their staff go home at five o'clock or whatever the shutdown time is and they go home at half five and at home after they have their dinner they're up doing their paperwork until 10 o'clock at night and they may be getting up at six o'clock in the morning to get a start to plan their day that's kind of where we're identifying where the wastes are so there's been a massive amount of um, challenges to businesses and i would say it's been very very difficult for some small businesses because of the size of them especially the micro businesses they don't have the pot of gold put away for the rainy day because a lot of them in some cases are building their businesses or were in the middle of growing their businesses after the last economic uh, issues we had uh, and it's it's been quite difficult because they just don't have the the endless bank account or the endless pot of money to keep throwing at things so they've necessarily had to become lean and they've been very, very quick to make decisions to save their businesses. In a lot of cases, my project plans, I was just in the middle of starting another cohort of, 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 of trainees and mentoring with, with guys. Projects switched overnight from, uh, from building, uh, building businesses up or growth to survival. Uh, and in some cases, it was, it was very much rapid reaction because they had to survive and that's the key one uh, you know once a business stays open there's always a potential for it to grow back to where it was uh, if it closes its doors it's very hard to reopen it again and I think that 
we've we've performed uh, a lot of good projects with, with with a lot of the businesses we stayed going with. As I said, some of them have had massive opportunities. There's been huge growth in online sales, a lot of growth in anything to do with the health and hygiene. Um, these are there, you know, where they wouldn't have had the same growth opportunities. But conversely to that, then anything involved in you know the non-essential retail or the hospitality industry has taken a massive hit. Uh, so it's 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 been a, quite a spectrum. Key thing is to identify where the wastes are, cut out the wastes, start understanding where you're adding more value to people. In terms of working with these styles of businesses with regards to lean, how do you adapt the toolkit to be able to work with a wide variety of different services and businesses that you encounter in small and medium enterprises compared with the larger corporate environments? It's a brilliant question, and it's probably part of the reason uh, I, I joined the Leading Edge Group in 2016. Uh, every single business that's out there is different. And from my point of view, coming in as a consultant, uh, obviously the first thing you have to do is understand how that business works and how it does things. It's a bit like a doctor diagnosing a, a patient. You can't just go in and say, do X, Y, and Z, and you'll be fine. Uh, you have to understand the business. You have to understand how they're doing their things. And you have to, in some cases, it's a lot of, you, you have to start to understand the industry. Now, I have a, a good leg up uh, in, in getting into these businesses because of my background in small enterprises and my, my background in, in working for small businesses. Uh, so I have a good idea of the overall, how the, how the businesses, small businesses generally work. But, you're quite right in your question. You know, the likes of uh, in a huge multinational, if you have 40 people doing the same thing and you save one euro on that process, then you're saving 40 euros. In a small business, they might have, if they're a big small business or a big micro business, they might have two people doing the same thing. So the same benefits are not there on the kind of the, some of the standardized tools. But saying that, same principles can be applied. The likes of some of the basic, you know, the basic tools, the 5S, every organization in the world should be applying some sort of 5S. Um, there's hard savings in it, there's soft savings in it, and it helps to identify where your next projects are. Also, um, what we've found is, and this is the same in big businesses as well as small businesses, Problem definition, thinking about what you're trying to solve. And I find that once I I under I, I broach that concept with people, rather than rushing in going, I know the solution, like a superhero, think about what the problem is uh, and then come up with a solution. And then involving their teams to bring their teams with them, you get a much greater benefit and it builds more into the culture. And to be honest, the small micro enterprises are better than doing that at the big than the bigger enterprises, uh, because in the bigger enterprises you generally have the superheroes that know all the solutions. And what happens with a bigger organization is the people that don't know all the solutions don't ever have to learn how to know the solutions. So, problem definition, understanding what the issues are, then coming out with well, what are we going to try first? Uh, set our goals or set our projects. Well, what, where is the first improvement? And no matter what, whether it's success or fails, 
whenever they try something, there is some sort of benefit out of it. If it works, it's great as part of the solution. If it doesn't work, then they've learned and they're going to take that learning and they're going to apply it to the next thing that they do. As well as that, those two general ones, what we found is a lot of the, the ones are the, the, the tools that are used are the problem solving tools, the likes of the five whys uh, and the fishbone diagrams, figuring out what are the potential reasons why this has failed. And then the last real tool that I'm seeing trending across different businesses is visual management and action planning. Um, how do we display our metrics? How do we display what's going on? And then how do we control our projects or our initiatives to make sure that we're constantly focusing on getting the next solution out? Um, how do we make sure we don't just identify something and six months later, we've forgotten all about it and it's still an issue and it becomes an, another identification. So how do we track those issues? Simple things. Writing something down in a whiteboard so that everyone knows and having a focal point of a meeting around it. I recently um, had a, a, an online mentoring session with a company and we broached on the previous session the potential for a daily meeting. And it, the, the gentleman was 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 kind of against it, but said he'd try it. And when we came back then a couple of weeks later, it was a massive success because it meant that he got his team into a space. They all discussed the same issue. Everyone on the team knew what the issue was. And he didn't have to go from Billy to Jack to David back to Billy to make sure that the communication message was right. It was all done. And now that they've built it into the day, in some cases, those daily meetings are really important. They're, they come from the whole agile uh, piece, you know, the scrum type meetings. And they're very important and they can be as fast as 15 seconds and as they can be as long as maybe five minutes. But they're massively beneficial. The savings in some cases, as we said, with 5S, sometimes soft savings by tidying up, you're going to make sure nobody falls, which means you don't have someone out of work. You don't have to worry about any health issues. Um, and then the hard savings are, you know, you're, you're not accommodating waste. You're not walking around something to, to tidy something away. Uh, you're not, um, you're not uh, having something that isn't needed in your workspace just because that's the way it's, it's, it was left there when you got in there. So, so all of these things are, are really about bringing your teams with you. And, and starting a, a culture change. I mean, it's, it's, not a, it's not a definitive, we're going to do a culture change program, but it does change how people work in their workspace. And there's massive benefits to, to, to workspaces there. And, and literally, as I said earlier, you know, almost a million people working in small, medium enterprises. Some of those 250,000 companies are one person companies or one person businesses. And some of them are up to 50. Uh, but there's an awful lot of people employed in those. Unfortunately, with COVID, there's a good lot of those that are less. Um, but COVID will end at some stage. We just don't know when. Um, and that's when the likes of the lean piece is going to be really, really important to help these businesses get back to where they were. And the local enterprise office, Enterprise Ireland, IDA, are all doing a phenomenal amount of work there behind the scenes. It's not seen. Um, but 
there's not much that they can do until we have light at the end of the tunnel, until the clouds part and we see where the pathway is. I think there'll be a, a lot more coming out of those those organisations. That's when, when the vaccines are out, that's when the likes of the IDA, Enterprise Ireland, Leo's are going to be the frontline workers. Um, that they're going to be, and that's their time to shine once, once we're over the health piece. What do you find to be different, Barry, in terms of working and implementing lean in the small business environment compared to some of the larger counterparts that you would have worked with previously? It's 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 challenging. Um, when you when you deal with a large multinational and they decide to engage with a consultancy company, um, you're generally if it's if if you're dealing with a particular project, you're not generally dealing with the general manager and the accountant and the operations manager and the purchasing manager and the planning manager um, all at the same time. You're focused in on a particular zone. You're going to do a project. The person you're dealing with, the key contact, is going to clear a certain amount of their schedule so that you can you know, provide benefit. In a small, medium enterprise and definitely in a micro enterprises, you're dealing with all of those people because they're generally the same person. Uh, and that's it's it's challenging because when you are going in for a half day session or a day session or even an hour phone call or whatever, you're taking quite a large percentage of that person's bandwidth for the week. And depending on the weeks uh, and depending on the business, they may have seasonal abilities or seasonal variances in their business where they could be really, really busy coming up to Christmas, for example, or they might be really, really quiet coming up to Christmas. But generally when March hits and they start preparing for the busy summer season, they're, they're really busy then. And it's, it's, it's almost a missed opportunity in some cases because the best time to see something fail or see something creak or see something that uh, where the you know where there's kind of a hidden process going on to accommodate a, a fail or a leak is when they're really really stretched, but you don't get to see it because the business owner is so stretched that they just can't have you in there. And, and obviously with COVID as well and the COVID restrictions, they're trying to minimise the number of people that are visiting their business because they're trying to minimise the risks to their staff and themselves, and that's perfectly natural. So that's the biggest challenge when dealing with these guys is 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 um is their time. Uh, again, once their mindset, once they decided that they're going to engage, uh, and that's and that's been done, then you know that's 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 a huge piece. I discussed that earlier, but time and getting the time for these guys. And, and best case scenario with these with these Leo programs is. You're coming back on a routine every two weeks or three weeks or whatever else it is. Um, that can be quite difficult for them to, to free up the time, especially when I'm doing a mentoring session with someone. We've identified where we're going to do some work. And between this session and the next session, you know, I need them to do a certain amount of work. Otherwise, there's no point in me going back in because I'm not going to be effective. So getting their time, getting their headspace so that one, they can fully engage with me and, and, and be open and honest and all that. And then two, to take the actions that we've agreed on and implement them and make the changes. That's the, the biggest challenge with working with small medium enterprises. 
and definitely in the micros because you're really talking about under under a headcount of 10 there so generally it's one business owner and seven or eight people that are uh, really you know performing the operations point of view. for those companies that do find the time and engage with you on on a lean journey what do you think is the single biggest benefit for small and medium enterprises I've always, I've always, and I didn't touch on it earlier. They're all exceptional at something. Time in a lean, in a lean, in a lean organization, and in a lean thinking, everything is broken up into value add and non-value add. And getting those guys, like they're the business owners, they're the strategy heads, they're the ones that are going to grow their business. And in some cases, they're they're down in the operational side, working their machines. Or, or, you know, doing their packing, which is great from a going to Gemba and walking the process and understanding how the process works. And, and, and I, would, I would suggest that every business owner understands how they do that. But they can't get caught. If they're caught down there for 30 hours a week, then they're not thinking about how, what's the next opportunity they can take advantage of. What do they need to do to position themselves to take advantage of it? So it's it's um, you know to free those guys up so that they can delegate tasks that they can think use their brain power to think of the, the, the big piece strategy and you know get the decision making at the right level in the organization where, where they have someone of that or, of that ilk that they can delegate to the biggest piece that those guys have, have come all of the successful projects that we've taken out of it the biggest key takeaway that I'm seeing commonality about it is the, 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 the broadening out of headspace that, that now that they can actually take advantage of, of some of the strategy uh, side of it. And, and we've had some massive successes with that. This time last year, we were at the Lean Business Awards where we were lucky enough to, to win uh, an award as one of the Lean Business Providers and two of our clients um, also won awards, one of which is a huge semi-state Another one, small business owner inside in, in Ennis, uh, Anya Gleason, where we, and, and he won that award. Um, we didn't win that award, but it was great to, to be part of her journey. And, and she's actually uh, on the Lean program again this year uh, and, and doing further changes to her business. So they're all, the, the common piece around it is, is, is to get them to grow their business or to, as we're talking about in COVID-19, to make sure their business doors stay open. Um, it's, it's definitely get them the headspace that they can not worry about the day-to-day -day operations, that they have systems in place that, that can tell them whether or not that their, their, their business is performing well or not performing well, so that they can jump in if they need to. But if then they don't need to, they're confident that it's working fine and they can use their brain power to get ready for the next thing. Sounds like quite the benefit. It's a huge benefit to, to any organization to just, you know, even only working the 50 hours or 60 hours a week, as opposed to bringing it home and constantly be thinking about it, to be able to kind of structure it so that they, they can focus on growing the business. The strategy piece is, is huge for those businesses. And we'll come back to it again. They're all exceptional at something. There wouldn't be business owners and they wouldn't have started a business be working for themselves for a period of time if they weren't capable people. 
And it, the, I'm amazed by the capability of people and like the interesting characters. Um, from my point of view, going in supporting a micro enterprise, um, it's been such an interesting time for me. I've learned so much about different businesses and about myself, the roles that I play in these business go from being a strategist to identifying waste, to being a counselor. Um, and in a lot of cases to actually, I've garnered an awful lot of friends out of it. And it's, they're, they're, they're just such amazing people to actually pull up a business from their bootstraps to be employing nine or 10 or 11 people. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. And I'm, I'm just, it's, it's been a privilege to actually work with some of these people. I've learned more from them than they've learned from me. Uh, in, a, in a lot of cases, they're, they're very grateful for what I've done. Uh, all I've done is I've shown them where to buy the tools. They've bought the tools and they've implemented the, they've, they've put up the shelves themselves. You know, they've, they've really, um, they've done that themselves. So. I, I'm, I'm happy to, to help out and kind of be, provide whatever benefit I need to these guys, whether it's they need to, to vent uh, or they need to, to bounce these things off me. And I've found that as well, that a lot of these guys are so capable. They, because they're in a micro enterprise and they're the only person at their level, that they don't necessarily have someone to ask a question, is this the right idea or not? Should I do this or not? Because they're not playing with someone else's money. They're playing with their own money. So the, the downside to getting it wrong and the risk of, of things, if it goes wrong, the risk to the business is, is much greater than it might be for a larger company where you've got different levels and you can bounce different ideas off different people. These guys, it's, it can be a very lonely place for them. And, and part of the benefit I've found that I've given is they've asked the question. Is this a good idea? I've been thinking of this. And I'll tell you, I would say nine times out of 10, they're, they've, they're doing the right thing or their ideas are valid. They're doing the right things. And um, in a couple of cases, we've empirically proved using data, the decision that they're potentially thinking about is not the right decision. And that's saved them thousands upon thousands of money. And then they know that they need to look at something else. So it's, it's a wide variety of, of roles that the consultant plays in the lean, in the lean for micro and the lean for small business. And very much a generalist type role that you've got to be able to jump into, to help out different guys in different situations. And even in the case of the same session for a half day, you could be looking from something as diverse as space in a warehouse to purchasing strategy to HR. It's literally can be, you know, that dynamic. And I'm only in there for a half day session. They're living it every day. Uh, so they're, they're, they're just amazing people. Um, it's a pleasure to work with them. It certainly sounds like you found your own benefits from working with organizations like this. I think that's pretty much all of the questions that I had for you today. Do you have anything you'd like to add yourself or anything you'd like to discuss that we haven't touched on yet? The, the likes of the small businesses, that are out there, I would I would encourage them to. There's a lot of there's a lot of help out there. They mightn't all qualify for it, uh, depending on on their their own um, positions, their own market positions. 
But, you know, talk to your county councils, talk to your local enterprise offices. Um, they'll give you some sort of guidance. They'll at least, you know, they'll, they'll tell you what doors are potentially open for you. There's a lot of supports out there. And when we say supports, it's not just an absolutely this current COVID time, companies need money, companies need grants. Um, but there's a lot of business based supports along the lines of process improvement or reduction of waste or mentoring, uh, coaching. They, they do run a lot of these things. And I, I would encourage people to just knock on the door and, and ask the question. And you never know, it could be it could be life altering for businesses that they have someone that can come in and give them another perspective or another point of view on how they should run their business uh, and give advice. Uh, and that's all I have to say. I think they're, they're, they're a massive, uh, important piece of our economy. And uh, I think that they are, they, you know, they are the future because today's small, medium enterprise is going to be tomorrow's multinational. To learn more about Lean, please visit leadingedgegroup.com and follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook for updates on this podcast series or the wider lean industry. This podcast series was produced by Clodagh McCarthy for the Leading Edge Group and is available on all major podcast platforms.